I'm Siobhan Barnes, ex-commercial and corporate real estate professional turned leadership and life coach, supporting high-achieving professionals to step into purpose-led careers without having to sacrifice their soul, sanity, or steady paycheck. I've coached hundreds of professionals to figure out their unique path to create meaningful success that feels as good on the inside as it looks on the outside using my signature aligned achievement method. In this podcast, I'll share how you can get clarity on your unique path, how to make an impact and step into more purpose in a way that's right and true for you. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Aligned Achiever podcast. I'm so happy that you're back today. And today I wanted to dive into this idea that I see holds so many women back when they're at work. And this is really around the topic and the concept of perfection and having to be quote unquote perfect. And today I really want to support you to master the art of being enough at work because when you can master being enough, it's a total game changer. How you show up at work, what you have the courage to say, what you put your hand up for, equally what you say no to and the boundaries you put in place. It all becomes so much easier when you're able to let go of perfection and master the art of enoughness at work. So this conversation that we're having today really came off the back of a conversation I was having with a client recently about her current work situation. In our work together, she began to realize that actually she was in the wrong sector and that while she loved what she did, the industry that she was in, the particular field that she's in is quite fixed and goes against who she is as a person. And through that work together, we discovered that actually a tangential pivot would make her most happy. And up until that point, she'd been really stressed out to the max because she was trying to fit into a place that simply wasn't a good fit to begin with, right? Like a square peg in a round hole. And while she was doing great at work, she felt very hemmed in, unseen, underappreciated, especially as a working mom with a desire to also be there for her family. And so in our time together, she really gave herself a massive permission slip to honor her heart that actually knew what she wanted to do. And that's often what I find working with my clients is that deep down, they know the direction they want to go in, or they have an inkling or a calling or a feeling, but it only becomes really obvious and they can see with clarity of mind and depth of heart and feeling that they need to make a change. And it can really be scary. And so in our sessions, in the sessions with my clients, this idea of perfection kept cropping up. Having the perfect career and being able to explain how long she was at this job, being able to explain why she wants to pivot. And this idea of perfection is something that's all pervasive, whether it is the bigger picture, looking at your resume or your CV, or whether that's just in how you show up to your work on the day-to-day. And in today's episode, I want to explore this in greater depth. Sometimes unearthing your need for perfectionism or to look perfect on paper isn't to do with being in the wrong environment like it is for my client. Sometimes simply focusing on the need to be perfect and unhooking from the tension, stress, and burden of that, that in and of itself can be freeing and liberating and bring a greater sense of fulfillment and purpose to your current role. And so if you find that you're struggling with, you know, putting a lot of pressure on yourself, feeling like you've got the weight of the world in your shoulders and that you're putting high expectations on yourself, this is the episode for you. 
So I want to begin by talking about the difference between perfection and high standards. And I think it's really important to know that it's great to have high standards in your work, to want to put out a good product, a good service, to be a great coworker, to be a great team leader. All of these things are fantastic. However, when we fall into the trap of trying to be quote unquote perfect and ask ourselves, should I be doing this the right way? What's best practice, etc., etc.? We can make things much harder for ourselves. And it can be a trap whereby our perfection can be some of that fixed mindset that I've been speaking about on previous episodes. You know, the fixed mindset says there's no room for mistakes so that you can't be criticized or critiqued because you've done your very best. So it's a bit of a safety net. But as Brene Brown says, perfectionism is like a 20-ton shield that you wear that prevents vulnerability. And so my invitation for you, if you find that you have really high expectations for yourself, I invite you to think about, are you trying to be quote unquote perfect? And what is the cost of that? The cost of that might not actually be financial, but it might be your time. It might be your health, your mental health, your emotional well-being. And these things are really important to attend to because over the long haul, because you and I both know you're in the career for a long haul, it can take a toll. So rather than focusing on perfection and not allowing yourself to make mistakes, to get things wrong, to stuff things up, I invite you to really adopt more of a high standards, aka growth mindset approach, which is really about, of course, doing a good job, putting out quality work, but understanding that there are many different ways of doing things and knowing that you're going to have to draw a line in the sand. As you and I both know, when you're working, there are many competing projects, deadlines, expectations, different stakeholders and people who are asking you for things. You cannot be everything to everyone. And knowing how to do a good enough job, having high standards, will be one of the things that will save you from burnout, ripping your hair out, trying to burn the midnight oil to keep going and keep on functioning. So the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle, the famous Italian economist who talks about looking at what is the top 20% that you need to focus on that's going to give you 80% of the result. And I invite you to think about that with your work. How can you adopt more of this high standard, good enough mindset and begin to look at how you might let go of some of the expectations and the burdens that you're putting on yourself? Because here's the thing, there are hidden costs to perfection. And there are four that you might not necessarily be thinking about. The first is burnout. There's only so much you can do going at that top pace, 110%, 100% all the time. It does lead to burnout. One of the hidden costs of perfection can also be overthinking. If you find that you're someone who has a racing mind, who can't go to sleep, who's checking their email on their phones before they get into bed and doing the very same thing the next morning, that overthinking is going to take a toll on your body. And that can lead to the third thing, which is high anxiety. You know that you're in the trap of perfectionism if your anxiety is through the roof and you've thought 3,000 steps ahead on scenario A and scenario B, and you're worrying yourself sick thinking about what happens if X goes wrong and what you're going to do instead. And look, of course, you want to be smart. You want to be prepared. You want to make sure that you know what you're doing. But at the end of the day, One of the things that's really going to support you to let go of perfection is to cultivate the muscle of knowing that you can handle hard things, that you have phenomenal coping skills, and that when things don't go according to plan, you know how to pivot, you know how to change, you know how to communicate. 
The fourth thing that perfectionism can really cause is obviously stress. And stress is something that we don't want you to be feeling in the long term. Now, sometimes there are seasons in your career where things are more stressful. Of course, you have to do those things, right? You've got deadlines, you've got stakeholders, you've got expectations. My invitation for you in today's podcast is to just remind yourself to look up at the horizon and to let go of the need to be perfect, to go at 100% all of the time. And remember that you are a human being with one body, with certain capabilities, and you physically cannot do it all. Oftentimes in the podcast, I do reference athletes. They have their performance, right? They run their races, they do their thing, but they need downtime to rest. They need to look after their bodies through massage, good nutrition, sleep. All of these things also apply to you. As a top performer, as a high achiever in the workplace, you really want to be looking at how you can support yourself in the long haul, particularly around perfectionism, because I don't want you to burn out. I don't want you to keep overthinking. I don't want you to be anxious, and I don't want you to be stressed. The three components of perfection that I want you to think about when you find yourself in the trap of being perfect are something that I'm going to dive into in a moment. And what I really want you to do as I'm explaining this is to think about your current situation at work and think about what expectations are you putting on yourself? Are you expecting yourself to maybe get that next raise, get that next promotion that's quite frankly out of your control? Are you putting yourself under immense pressure to deliver a phenomenal result at that next meeting or client pitch where you don't know how the client's going to receive it? I invite you to think about what's happening for you in your work. Those are just two random examples. But I want you to remember that whatever you're experiencing in your career is what I want you to center here. And the three core components that really make up perfection and the need for us to be perfect come around three things. First is disembodiment. We feel the need to be perfect when we're disconnected, when we're disembodied. And what I mean by that is when we're disconnected from our body's wisdom and knowing, where we ignore our feelings and intuition. So that might look like you still pitching for a client when you know deep down that they're not going to be the best fit longer term, but you've got that financial target to hit. That might look like you not saying the thing that you want to say to your boss even though your intuition is telling you that this is really important and if you don't address it, it's going to have an impact on the team. So often we're disconnected from our body because we don't want to hear the truth. We don't want to meet the truth because when we do know the truth, then we have to do something about it. I'll be honest with you. When I speak to prospective clients and why we talk about what it is that they want, many of them will say to me, I really want to do this work. But truth be told, Siobhan, I'm really scared about what we're going to uncover. And I say to them, I hear you. And it's very true. You can't unknow what you know. And once you do know, then the next step is to take action and move forward in that direction. And so if you find yourself disconnected and disembodied, not listening to your feelings, not listening to your intuition, just know that that is one of the ways that fosters this need to be perfect. And disembodiment can look like numbing out with TV at the end of the day or reaching for that glass of wine so you don't have to think about something, whatever it might be. And of course, we all do these things. I'm not saying that you can't do any of those things. I know that I have done all of those things. But when you do it consistently and you ignore what's inside, you might find that you end up achieving goals for achievement's sake rather than stopping to question if how you're showing up and what goals you're working towards truly matter for you. So that's disembodiment. That's one of the pillars of perfectionism. The other pillar of perfectionism, specifically for women, comes down to the patriarchy, right? 
as we've grown up, we've adopted mindsets, particularly as women and girls, if you've been socialized in this and you identify as that gender, whereby there are certain mindsets that we pick up. And everybody has this in a very nuanced way. I'm a biracial woman. My mother is Chinese. My father is Irish and I grew up in Hong Kong. And so obviously the Asian Chinese culture has very much been a part of my upbringing. And I can see how patriarchy plays out in that culture. And so for you, no matter which culture you are a part of and you grew up in, there will be subtle narratives, or maybe not so subtle narratives around what it means to be a woman. And for me, I'll speak to my experience and this does not have to be yours. This feeling of not being good enough, not being part of the club, having to serve, not necessarily be the lead, that has been what I have witnessed and noticed in my own lived experience. And so sometimes when we have internalized the patriarchy and these mindset beliefs, we don't realize that we're doing this. So what do I mean by this? I'm talking quite esoterically. What I mean by this is, as women, we're less likely to negotiate a pay rise. We're less likely to say, oh, okay, I got the promotion, wonderful. Let's have a conversation about pay. It can feel awkward. It can feel embarrassing. If we feel emotional at work, that can feel like something we really got to control and subdue and hide. And of course, we want to be professional in the workplace, but there is a part of us that I really want us to be able to bring our humanity to the workplace. And so this patriarchy mindset can keep us in the perfectionist trap because we also, as women, have a tendency to put really high expectations on ourselves of all the hats that we should wear and all the things that we need to do both at work and at home. So take a moment, take stock of your career and just ask yourself, am I subtly buying into thoughts and narratives about myself as a woman in the workplace? And are those really true for me? The third part of perfectionism that can often keep the perfectionism tendencies in play is this hustle culture. This hustle culture of always being on, of always working, of always overriding ourselves. And look, we live in a fast-paced world. There's stuff to get done. I totally get it. I've got my own business. I've got three children. There's a lot going on. I've got a dog at home, <laughs> you know, plenty to be looking after. And the problem with hustle culture is that it can allow us to keep going without realizing that we are human beings with one body and we only have so much time and space to be able to get things done. And so we don't rest. So if you find that you're someone who can't switch off, who can't stop, who can't take a break, who's a bit of a workaholic, I invite you to think about, is that really serving you? And is that really the core thing that's at the heart of your perfectionism gremlins? And then whichever the three are at play for you, or, or might be one of them, might be all of them, might be none of them, please DM me. I'd love to know what it is for you. I want to talk about the antidote. So the antidote to perfectionism for the disembodiment part is to actually come back to your intuition and feeling. How can you begin to come back into your body, come into your knowing, come into your path and your truth, right? That's the antidote. And there are many different ways that you can do that. I work as a feminine embodiment coach, and so I'm very much always guiding my clients back into their bodies, back into their emotions and feelings. And it blows me away every single time when I see a woman remember her truth, come back to her power. And oftentimes it doesn't take many cycles. The presenting feeling can be rage or anger or frustration, guilt or shame. And after working through it, through the feminine embodiment principles, then you can access that power without bypassing. So intuition and feeling, that's the antidote for disembodiment. The antidote to patriarchy is more of this mindset work. So looking at what are those narratives that you may be subconsciously or consciously telling yourself and just can't shake free from. 
And again, for me, I use a certain hypnotherapy modality to look at that mindset work because we really want to get free from all of that because we pick up beliefs as we journey through life and some of them just don't serve us. Some of them are just coping mechanisms from our childhood and there are things you can actively do to unhook from that. I'll tell you what, so often in the workplace, I can see in a childhood wounds being played out with other players, right? Like your boss might be a replacement for your father figure or your mother figure and trigger all of these childhood wounds. And so sometimes we need to do that mindset work to really unhook from that. If you feel like the hustle culture is something that you've bought into and you find it hard to unhook from, the antidote to that is pleasure and rest, allowing yourself to unhook and unwind. And that can be really, really difficult. Seems really easy, but it can sometimes be very difficult. And so practically what that looks like is you don't have to take a two-week vacation or take a three-month sabbatical. Perhaps it's simply having a daily quit time once a week, once a day on once a week. It might be carving out an hour of just you time on the weekend. There are many, many different ways that you can do that. So finally, how do you practically kick perfection to the curb and master the art of enoughness at work? Well, hopefully you can see what might be at play for you, whether that be disembodiment, patriarchy, and hustle culture. But here are some questions that I invite you to ponder on. What are you really good at? What is it that you're really good at? And what are you doing really well at the moment? Maybe you're doing really well at work and like making your clients happy. Maybe you're doing a really great job of pulling your team together. Maybe you're doing a really great job of a side project. What is it that you're doing really well? And then what is it that's not working? That's normal. We all have things that aren't working. I'm currently assessing some things in my life that definitely aren't working. And then the core question is, well, what needs to change for things to be different? What is it? Is this on you? Is it something that you can change and there's something that genuinely you need to look at? Or are you simply like my client? You're in the wrong environment, the wrong team, the wrong role. If you adopt a growth mindset, it's really about adapting, learning, and knowing that there's space to grow and evolve. And knowing that you can hold the paradox of being more than enough and still learning and growing on your journey. So if you need support to look at any of this, to let perfection go and to begin to master the art of enoughness at work, I'm opening up my calendar for a limited number of aligned mindset intensives. And these are the opportunity to get to the root cause of your perfectionism and master the art of enoughness at work. If you'd like to hear more, come on over to the show notes over at SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash 60. That's the number six zero and you'll have all the information there. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in today where we spoke about how to let go of perfectionism and to master the art of enoughness at work. We've spoken about the difference between perfectionism and high standards. We've spoken about the four costs of perfectionism, burnout, overthinking, high anxiety, and stress. We've spoken about the three core tenets of perfection, disembodiment, patriarchy, and hustle culture, and how to kick that to the curb is by coming back to developing that mastery around your own intuition and feeling, mindset work, and pleasure and rest. As I said, if you need support, come on over to the show notes. Would love to personally support you on this. So thank you so much for tuning in. And please remember, you are here for a reason beyond merely hustling, grinding, and merely surviving. You are matter.